Welcome to the Call It In podcast for women seeking to call in more depth and meaning into their lives. More happiness, more healthiness, more peacefulness, more abundance, more finances, and more overall fulfillment. Call It In. Each episode provides practical action steps, easy takeaways in mindset, soul set, and heart set living for women on a mission to call in more dar will be your guide she is a master educator vibrational energy healer and the founder of purposeful passion driven life program a word of warning this podcast is not for you if you enjoy status quo don't believe in a higher power or aren't a little bit woo-woo or metaphysically minded. Here is the Call It In podcast for those of you who know that you are meant for more with Dar. Animal communication is the exciting topic of today's podcast. I am thrilled to bring to you my friend, Grace Jager, to help us learn about her animal communication and healing profession. In this two-part series, Grace shares how she has become, quote, an advocate for animals that don't have a voice, unquote. She is a captivating storyteller as she weaves in stories about dolphins, dogs, cats, and other animals, bringing them all together in this interview. I can't wait for you to hear these case studies, as well as hear about the Celestine surveillance healing technique she's created. Welcome, Grace, from Pet Care Animal Communication and Healing. So excited to have you with us today. Hi, Darla. Thank you so much for the opportunity today to um, talk about one of my favorite topics. Um, I am, um, in addition to being an animal communicator, I am also a psychic a medium and a healer, a time straddler. Um, I call the work that I do with pet care, um, animal communication and energy healing. But I want to first of all say it's really about animals that are pets because you know that you and I are both pets, Darla. So um, I just want to make that clear. We're dealing with non-human animals. And um, I'm currently in Biloxi, Mississippi, soon to be relocating to um, Mount Shasta in California. And um I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely my privilege. And it's so fun to talk to Grace. We spend hours when we get together. <laughs> so just saying. So let's get down to business. Is it really possible to talk to animals? Well, as I've always said, you're talking to someone who puts herself out there as an animal communicator. 
So yes, the short answer is yes, that it is possible. And it's also very beneficial um, for both the, the pet who has no voice and the human to find out what that pet wants and how they're feeling. Um, so it is possible. It took me till late in life to learn learn this. I've known all along that it was possible to do. I have a daughter that did it since birth. I didn't find out till I was about 60 that I was able to do this. But it's possible. I make a living doing it. And um, I love talking about it. I, I expect that as we move on, you'll hear different stories about how about different pets, because I love talking about my experiences. And I just I'll just add one more thing. Uh, my first story. Uh, when we talk about non human animals, it isn't just for pets, I talk to all kinds of animals. I talk to fish, but they put me to sleep because they're so calm. Um, I recently being in Biloxi, Mississippi, I was in the Gulf of Mexico, and they had a wonderful experience with a dolphin who came right up to me, um, just beelined over to me, did a flip in the water, jump in the water, and then headed to shore. I immediately started talking to her, and she said that she was in a lot of pain, and she was going to beat herself because she was done. And I, um, I started a healing session. I surrounded her with angels and healing. And it wasn't long before she said, okay, I'm going back out. And she, as she went by, she gave me a spout of water, as a thank you, and went back to her a pod. So um, that was that's the animal communication at its best. So it is possible. And go ahead. I love that story. I just love it because if you wouldn't have been there, she was beaching herself. That's right. That's <laughs> oh right. wow! I've stayed in touch with her. That's another thing is that I um, this ability is done over all any length. It doesn't have to be in person. This was an unusual one because this dolphin was right in my physical presence. Most of the time, the animals I talk to are not. My work is done telepathically and it's done um, all over the world. I talk to pets and the animals and um, the dolphin. I've talked to her since she, since she went back and she actually has spread the word to other dolphins. So I feel really honored to be part of the dolphin community here in in the Gulf of Mexico. So. Awesome. Dolphin community. I just have beautiful pictures of that. Me too. <laughs> Absolutely. So that kind of brings us to how do you do a session with a pet and a human? What's that like? Okay. Uh, first of all, I'll have a human contact me. And before they give me too much information, I just ask them, you know, if they, I tell them my, uh, about my services, tell them that it will include um, a physical evaluation if there's any pain or medical issues, and it'll give the, their pet an opportunity to talk about what's on their mind. I don't want to hear a lot of um, issues from the human at this point. My, my uh, role is first and foremost as um, an advocate for the animals that don't have a voice. So I, um, the way I connect with a, with a pet, so I would ask, um, I ask for the client's name, of course, and uh, what kind of pet. So I get the species, the name, 
and the physical location of where this animal is. And then I go to spirit. Well, first, actually, before I, I, I guess I do the whole thing through spirit, but I reach out to the animal, to the pet, and I tell, introduce myself. I ask if they will talk to me. I tell them who I am, that they're humans, would like me to talk with them, see what's going on with them. If they accept, then we move on. If they decline, I sometimes can find out why. And sometimes they just say no. And so that's fine. I just let that sit. And the, if the pet won't talk to me, any, re, any money that's paid is going to be refunded to my client, my human client. Um, if they agree, I, my next question then is, well, can I share what we talk about with your humans? Most of the time that answer is yes, and they're eager for it. Occasionally, they'll say no. And that is a, a no that I'm usually able to work around. And I will, um, I tell the animal that they, when we get to that, when you don't want me to tell your human something, you tell me that this is the part that you didn't want them to know. And we can talk about it. Um, I can relate an experience here. The way I learned about doing that was with very early on as I was doing this, I um, had a little dog that would not share. She, he, she said, I'll talk, but I'm not, you can't share with my human. And so I, I worked my way. And this was, I was still trying to figure out how was I going to work around this. And I got to her and she said um, that whenever her human leaves the house, the human says, I'll be right back. And that could be, she might be back in 10 minutes or she might be back in four days. But she always said, I'll be right back. And this poor little dog was having um, separation anxiety the whole time because he never, she never knew when this human was coming back. So I said, well, the only way we can deal with this is if your human knows. So I went to the, the, the dog agreed, okay, go ahead and tell her. I went to the human and the human started to tell this dog every time she left the house, how long she was going to be gone and where she was going when she was coming back. And her separation anxiety almost totally disappeared. The reason the dog did not want me to tell the human was because she was calling the human a liar. And she didn't want to hurt her feelings. And most of the time with dogs, that's when they don't want to say something. It is because of um, fear for how they're human, if they're going to hurt their humans or not. Cats, they don't care a lot, but they are... <laughs> They are more caring than, than we see, but most of the time we can work through all of those issues. So that's, um, so then we, we do that, and um, that's how I reach out to them. I love that answer, and I also just love the gentleness of, you know, of caring about what the human thought. I do too. And I find that, and I, I was kind of being, I, I mean, I'm a cat person. So I was kind of yeah. being silly about the cats because they look like they don't really care, but they, they care a lot. I have a cat that I live with who is so grateful to have a home with us that he will do anything that and go anywhere with us because he lived, came off the street and he he doesn't necessarily tell me, but he recently told someone that I was working with 
learning how to do this, which I mean, I'll talk about later. Um, he's somebody, he told her about his gratitude for living with us. So that, that's cats. I love cats. Well, those are human qualities too. They might not tell you to your face, but they'll that's tell somebody else. Very, very true. Very true. Yeah. So how do you know if you have the right pet? Well, over the years, and I will say that I've been doing this, um, I started learning about it maybe 12 or 13 years ago. I've been doing it professionally for 10 or 11 years, and I keep learning. I keep learning all the time. Um, and it, I haven't always had the right pet. But so uh, some st a little story about that is um, sometimes there's a, there might be a conflict among pets, and sometimes I've had like other pets try to step in and take over the conversation and I ha and it'll become the, the conversation becomes very convoluted and then go back to the human and they say, this doesn't make any sense at all. And it turns out that I've been talking to two or three pets, sometimes even pets that have passed and are still hanging around there and trying to get their nose in it. So um, the way that I know I've got the right pet, one of the things that I learned in the last couple of years is about asking for the location um, because sometimes pet names are common, human names are common. And sometimes it, when I was only using that, I, I might get the wrong pet, but it always gets straightened out. I've never had, um, at least with pets that are alive in this world, I've never had anybody say that you're not, that's not my pet after we've had to straighten things out. Um, and that's, and the way I know it is that I get validation. I check with spirit all the time, but I get validation back from the human at, after the end of it. And that's the hard part of, um, of this whole thing is knowing and trusting that in what I'm getting. And I have had to go nose to nose occasionally with humans that say, that can't be right. That's not the way it is. And I go back to the pet and they say, they, this, 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 and this. And I go back to the human and they say, oh, yeah, I forgot about that that from the pet's perspective, it's totally different than the way the human sees it. And things that are so important to the pet, the human just, just doesn't even remember. So that's part of the value of being able to do this service for both the pets and the humans. It really makes their life better together. And that's so exciting when you bring up, you're giving them a voice. Right. Yeah. Right. I find that very exciting. I have had times where I've had to insist that this was a proper voice. I had um, uh, somebody, I, I'm trying to remember this story. It was about a dog that had been at a, at a friend's house where they were taking care of it. And that dog was abused. And when the dog came home, his behavior was different. And I talked to the dog and I told him what had happened, that this, the dog had actually been thrown against a brick wall. And the people said, no, 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 that couldn't have happened. And I went back and I continued to it. And I gave them a description of the man that did it and the wall where he was thrown in their backyard where he was pitched against it. And finally, they understood it. And they said, 
okay, our dog's never going back there again. And who knows what, that was supposedly a friend, who knows what happened with that. But that's, um, they, I really had to be persistent and give them details before they would really believe that that person would be abusive to their dog. That's an amazing story. I'm glad you included that for us. Wow. Wow. So you did kind of mention in passing pets who have passed. So let's go into that. Talk to us a little bit about talking or communicating to pets who have passed. Pets that have passed are, it's like a toss up. It's kind of the same thing as you run into when you try to talk to people, many spirits that have passed. Um, if they're willing and ready to talk, they will. And um, I would tell people that have lost a pet and they have other pets in the home, those other pets are seeing that, that when they come back. When, those, when the lost pets come back in spirit, the dogs or cats or any critters in their home can see those spirits. They see all spirits they see all energy that we don't they see angels and they see um, all of that so if you can come to me and we can see if it if they'll come through what i often do is with the way i do with um, my mediumship i call them reunions is i'll have people ask invite four to five three to five souls and they can include their pets in there and then we'll see who shows up. And if the pet is ready to talk to them, they will come during that reunion time. And that's the best way. Um, and at, at sometimes they hang around. I told you um, before we started this about the cat that was, they had moved into a new house and the cat started spraying. And it was because there was a pet that was stuck there a dog from three years ago that that soul had stuck there. And once we got that, once I got that, helped that dog soul uh, to get unstuck and pass along, that behavior stopped. So, um, but pets that have passed are, I wish I could say I can, I can do a hundred percent, but I can't. They're yes or no sometimes. Talk a little bit about the pain and healing services part. We've been talking a lot about the animal communication, but can you address a little bit about the pain and the healing? As part of my sessions, and I, I used to separate these out, and then it stopped making sense for me. So every time I do a pet care session, I include um, uh, an intuitive look at their, at their um, medical issues or pain. The way I find out about their pain is I get it empathically. So if they're having pain in their uh, back, I get pain in my back. If they're getting a headache, I get a headache. And um, I sometimes I get it a mirror and then I have to figure out which side is right. But um, that's how I get that kind of information of the physical pain. Those pets sometimes have understanding of other uh, issues with their organs but I find that I'm more um, reliable than I go to spirit and I say, what else is going on with this pet? And I have a checklist of organs and bones and structures and all kinds of uh, checklists that I go through and spirit will tell me where the concerns are. I have helped the humans to become aware of physical issues that were not known, including diabetes, 
um, including the fact that cats, when they're declawed, are often in pain for their whole life in their in their claws. There's no, even the angels can't help with that. Um, and then once I once I do this and I find out where the pain is and the medical issues, and all of this information is relayed to the human after the session is over, um, I will do a healing session, and it's an energy healing. I'm a, a healer with through various forms. I'm primarily uh, trained in quantum touch, but it's kind of developed into my own thing. I do an energy healing session, and then I also will um, evaluate. I have a long-term healing protocol that has been channeled to me through spirit where I connect um, pets, humans, um, in this realm and others, actually, um, to angels. And the angels send a continuous round of healing. like It's almost like an IV of energy that comes through to that, um, say, we've got a cat that we're connected to. And the angels are requested to focus on making that, helping with pain, pain relief, and also focusing on any particular issues. Um, I will connect with them during my sessions, a regular session now, I usually, if it's, if it's warranted and if spirit says there would be benefit, I will provide a complimentary um, connection, angel connection for a while. And then um, the humans can decide whether they're going to continue it or not for a very nominal monthly fee. So that's what I do about pain or medical issues. And like I said, they'll get a complete report on it. Um, usually with that, there we can get a pet to no pain. So they have no pain. And then it takes some time for the medical issues to, to resolve if there's some of the some of the issues may be from um, like I recently had a dog that had a lot of pain that they weren't even aware of, but it was from earlier abuse. And the dog had been in pain for all its life from this abuse. And once you get that identified and you get the help from the angels, there you can help. To find out, they all there's also a lot of diagnosis of arthritis is really common, and there's a way to get around that. But animals aren't going to tell you; they don't have a way to tell you unless they have a physical thing where they can't walk, where it gets really extreme. They're not going to tell you. I would say that the only time I don't have contact with a pet and they don't have pain is if they're like less than a year old. Otherwise, anything after a year, they've got something going on, whether it's a headache or a, a knee ache or a back pain or something. There's always something going on that nobody knows about because they don't have a way to tell us. Wow, so. that's interesting. I love your analogy about the IV of healing energy that the angels can continue. Yes. Oh, love that. That's available for humans too. I have both cats, cats, dogs, horses, humans on that program. It's called Celestine Surveillance. So that's a beautiful term. Thanks so much for spending time with us today, Grace. I so appreciate it. I can't wait for everyone to hear part two about how you got started, your volunteer work with foster animals, 
how you help with lost pets, and the many more heartfelt stories that you have to share with us, as well as benefits of this work. Everybody, Grace's contact information is on the episode's show note page at callitinpodcast.com. So call in animal communication, call it into existence with grace. We're so grateful for you for being with us today at Call It In With Dar. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of Call It In. I am so grateful to have had you with me. If you enjoyed our time together, please subscribe to this podcast. Also, don't forget to pop on over to the show notes page for additional insights. If you take the time to review the show, I would be so thrilled to read your thoughts and comments. Everyone who leaves a review will be put into a drawing for a chance to win a free, in-depth, one-on-one intensive call with me. I look forward to connecting with you even more in the future. Thanks again for spending this time with me at Call It In With Dar.